the best advice I ever got in life was from my bass teacher, this guy, Brad Cobb. And he said, uh, nobody's born with it. That's bullshit. Love it. He goes, it's practice. Right. Everything is practice. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. I really appreciate you coming out. Oh, absolutely. Johnny Lieberman. Hello. And I'm going to probably butcher your intro, but I'm going to give you kind of how I see you. Because yeah, I yeah, want, yeah. Ultimately, I want you to tell your story. Okay. Right? And, and yeah, I want to, yeah. this is a good segue to what I was saying earlier about, you know, we're starting a whiskey brand, which you'll be. That's well, how we at, know each other. Right. And, yeah. and we're going to have a whiskey podcast. Yes. Called The Whiskey Nerd and the Whiskey Idiot. My partner is. You guessed it, the whiskey nerd, and I'm the idiot, right? Right. Because, first of all, it allows people like me to like learn without feeling intimidated. And I do like, because once I learned how to drink it, I enjoyed it a hundred times more, as you can imagine. Because if sure. you just think it's like you're just drinking it, then yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. know how to like put a drop on your tongue, let it go. I didn't know how to do that. I was burning my throat, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but I'm realizing as you're coming on the show, and I actually was talking to you about i was talking about you to my friend alan hiscox shout out yes that's his real name we'll talk about that later yeah. but um i was telling him you're coming on because he's a big car guy and i was actually hoping he would come by but he isn't but i was telling him that um uh that uh shit i lost my whole train of thought that i was gonna be on the show that you were gonna be on the show he was excited he was excited he wasn't Thank angry you. he wasn't angry he wasn't angry. okay this is good um uh, oh yeah, and I, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Back. We'll yeah. edit. No, keep that in. Okay. Because <laughs> Alan also taught me about authenticity. You know, lean into who you are. Sure. Perfect segue right back to what I was saying, which is, you know, he's coming on. He's a car guy. He's a cigar guy. I love cigars. I love fast cars. Fuck, give me a fucking Ferrari. I'm jumping in and I'll take it around the block. I love it. I love driving. I love whiskey. But sure. I'm kind of an idiot in all three. Right. So I was telling him that what's good about that is you come on shows talking about what you know about, which I'm totally open. I want to learn, but I want to really just hear your story. So right. Like once we pour a glass. Okay. Like I want to really hear like how you figured yourself out, how you <laughs> became the person you are today. Yeah. <laughs> and your story, I think, is similar to mine, except you're like 10 years ahead. Maybe. I'm only 46. I'm not... <laughs> In terms of finding yourself, okay. because I'm a little bit later. I'm yeah. 47. Got so it, we're got the same, same age. Number yeah. Age, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in terms of progress, in terms gotcha. of finding yourself, doing something you love, you're yeah. in the car industry, something yeah. you love to do. I mean, I've, I've told this story many times, and I'll, I, I'm going to keep telling it, but basically, here's what happened. I was 30 years old. I worked at an art school. I worked at CalArts. I was the webmaster. Uh, it was a fine job. Nothing wrong with it. Very low pressure. I turned 30 and I remember sitting at my desk and I, you know, went to work on my birthday. 30 seems like a big number at the time, as, as you now know, it really, it's, man, is that young? But anyways, Too young. And, and I remember, uh, I was so bored. I couldn't even come up with a new way to goof off. Like all the websites I would check out every day. I'd looked at them, um, all whatever, whatever I did to distract myself from building web pages, which I, I could do. And I was okay at it, you know, but it wasn't like I wasn't passionate about it. It was just right. a way to pay rent. Um, and and I, I remember I had this thought. I'm like, if you don't get out of this chair right now, you're going to turn 40 and you'll be sitting here in this little office underground. You won't, you, you'll be so bored. You really won't know how to goof off. You know, and that's another 10 years of your life gone. 
and you only get one shot at life, you know, and it, it really, it hit me like, you know, tons and tons and tons of bricks. It was a real right. reality check. And, uh, sorry, I got to keep the cigar going. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. So there was this website, uh, the truth about cars that I, I really liked the guy. There's only one guy at the time that wrote for it. And I, I wrote him and I said, Hey, you know, I'm interested in this. And he said, okay, uh, you know, write a review, figure it out, find a car somehow, write a review. And I did, and I sent it to him and he it came back full of red ink. And I was kind of hurt because I fancied myself this brilliant writer, you know, but, but I mean, looking back, like the ego I had to think that the first thing I wrote wouldn't need a single edit, you know what I mean? But yeah, it took me, all right, all right, you know, it took me a little while, but I sold my pride. I, I pulled it out, I looked at his changes, and I said, yeah, actually, they make a lot of sense. And I sent it back to him, and he said, okay, this is pretty good, great. I'll send you a press car, and I'll pay you, I think it was like $5 a review. So it was, maybe it was 20, I can't remember, but you know, what's the difference between Perfect. five and 20? Yeah, nothing, right? So, um, but I started and then it turned out, uh, this other website I really liked called Jalopnik, um, uh, this guy I'd met true story. I met him at, uh, Jumbo's clown room, which is a strip club in Hollywood. Uh, a friend of mine, she's like, Hey, I'm going on a date with this guy I met on Friendster and he wants to go to Jumbo's, which is cool. But like, I don't know, maybe come along just in case he's weird. Cause Odds are, if you meet a guy on Friendster, right? It's the beginning of a very interesting story plot. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I came and 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 so the date didn't go so well. But uh, me and Davy Johnson, we spent four hours outside, like chain smoking and talking about cars, just cars, 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 punk rock and cars. Right. Was, yeah. And uh, so, like the third thing I wrote for this other website, Truth About Cars he reposted it on Jalopnik and you know, he got in touch with me and, and I was like, I love Jalopnik. He's like, yeah. yeah. And so anyways, I wound up working for them and, um, sorry, I'm pausing for yeah, the, yeah. for the, uh, so what job did you get for Jalopnik? Just writing. Same thing. Pieces. Writing. Yeah. 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 And Jalopnik back then was this weird little site. It was, it was, we always said it was the, uh, the velvet underground of, of car blogs because, Nobody read it, but everyone who did read it is now a professional automotive journalist. It had this outsized influence for the for the first two years. And if we if, if we contributed anything to the culture of cars, and I think we did, um, and I'm going to sound pretentious, but without being too pretentious, uh, and and I should say, Davey has since passed away, and I said this at his funeral. What what we what we did was we made it okay to not just like Shelby's and to not just like Corvettes and to not just like Ferraris. Like it's just as legitimate to be a car geek about a Citroen DS or, you know, whatever, as it is to say that a C2 Corvette with a, you know, big block is, is really cool. And, and I you think inclusivity. Yeah. And, and, and I noticed, and, and, you know, working in the car business, I noticed that like a huge outsized proportion of the industry is gay, but, they're just they 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 weren't they didn't have a place. There was you really? couldn't you couldn't yeah you couldn't really openly be gay at car and driver. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just it was Michigan. You can't do that now. You can and right, right, and, yeah. and now mo most people in the business are more out right. if not totally out. Um, but it, and 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 I feel like we gave a voice to a lot of uh, not just gay people but a lot of people that right. just didn't have didn't fit in a box didn't fit in the stereotypical yeah. Carol Shelby is God Paul Newman's the coolest I love Steve McQueen blah blah we were all fine you know whatever whatever and that's that's all great but it's not what it's about there's about a lot more than that and people right. are passionate about all sorts of cars for all sorts of reasons and it's not just like kind of hunky athletic white guys there's right. a lot of other people 
uh, that can love and appreciate cars. Right. And so it's I think interesting how go, go, yeah. everything is analogous to life, man. Like even what was happening in the car industry or, or and how people looked at things and being inclusive, be, you know, separating, judging people for liking what they like, like. The same things people preach about in other areas. No, totally. I, I, on the way over here, I was, I, was, I was on a phone call with a friend of mine. Uh, he's starting a new car uh, a publication. I don't know if he wants it public yet, but he's saying what they want to do is really foster, um, uh, you know, LBG. I, I, always, I butcher and I hate, I sound like such a moron when I do this, but you know, gay and lesbian and trans and queer yeah, yeah, and yeah. bisexual. Right. Uh, 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 car writers and people of color right. and women, especially women. And we struggle with this at Motor Trend. We're like, we want to hire these people. There aren't any, you know, there aren't any because Motor Trend's kind of, I don't want to say big league, but you know, we're one of the buff books, right? Yes. We're big league. Um, and we, we, we desperately, you know, our, my, our boss is a, he's a Chinese guy, Chinese American guy, and we want more, you know, just diversity. And it's just, you know, so this, my friend was like, I'm starting a farm team. I'm going to feed the, the big players. I'm not, and we're actively recruiting, which is, we can't, we don't have, sadly, we don't have the time or money anymore to like develop people. We need you to like show up and be ready to, you know, professional go, go, go. Right. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a problem industry wide and not just on the journalism side, but on the, the automakers, um, you know, they, they, they need, uh, uh much more diverse talent. So anyways, it's yeah. all a long way of saying, yeah, no. I, I wrote for Jalopnik back in the day. Real quick before yeah. you go on, I just yeah. want to say, yeah. I did not know. I'm going to learn a lot of sides about you. I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't do any research. I like that. I like to interview <laughs> people and let them tell their stories. So yeah. I don't come in with any, plus I'm not a judgmental person at all. I don't, judge anything you might believe but i had no idea this side it would come out that you know it's a car you know you're a car guy right so i never did i think oh we're going to be talking about diversity inclusion which for me I i'm also like like a progressive male yeah sort of. like yeah 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 like i think we're all powerful women should be empowering themselves right in whatever way they want like i have a very strong wife you mentioned you had a very mm. strong wife mm -hmm. like I have a lot of strong women in my life. There's one right there that's in my videographer's and producer's yeah. life. But so, so to, I love that, dude, because that I'm, I'm no, going to tell go. you, later, but even yeah. the documentary we're working on, on the film side is a, this female, I don't want to give up to a female pianist world class that's been shunned by the industry for having a child. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's say, yeah. Uh, God know. forbid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's all, it, all these pr projects, the whiskey project, we're working on our labels. I would like to show you maybe either on the podcast or after or whenever. We got our first drafts. Super strong women, right? It's a film based, like film posters sort of concept. Yeah, I saw. You know? I saw. I saw the deck. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, like we're not trying to be like a feminist company. Like we're not like, hey, let's ride this feminist. No, we're like, hey, why does it have to be a male heroine? Why can't it be a strong woman that's not overly like under? <laughs> Or heavily underdressed. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like, can it be a different? I, I just like, think can it be diverse. My 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 thing with you know uh, diversity is like you're just missing out on so much yes. talent by only going to the same talent pool. Absolutely. And man. you know, look, I'm lucky. Like you know, I'm I'm Jewish, so I'm not exactly mainstream. But uh, I was able when I was reading car magazines as a kid, I could look at them and like they pretty much looked like me and my or my dad's friends, right? Right. You know, so I was like, ah, that's something I could be. Mm -hmm. But you know, a friend of mine, he's a he's a he's uh, Ralph Gilles. He's the head of design for Stellantis, which is now like you know one of the biggest car companies on earth. But you know, he designed the Dodge uh, Challenger and the Dodge Charger. Black guy from Montreal, mm -hmm. uh, by way of Haiti, 
and um, uh, we were, a friend of mine works at a university, and she was trying to get um, uh, people of color uh, uh, students for a, for a scholarship. And she's like, we're really struggling to find like black kids who want to go to college and draw cars. So I'm like, well, let me call Ralph because he's a black guy who this way does. And he, he said, it's a real problem. He's like, I can't find them. He's like, we and as an industry, we can't find right. them. So you're just missing out on like so much talent. And like, you know, I, I just think humans, if you just give them a chance, doesn't matter where they are, where they're from, who they are, they can all shine and blossom and do great things. It's like, why are we like not having everybody participate? And by the way, you know, if you're, if you're really like, you know, free market, like let give everybody as much buying power as possible. You know, it's, it's actually, it's the most capitalistic thing in the world is to give everyone wealth, right. make everyone wealthy, Absolutely. you know? So I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, and, and, you know, and, and again, I, I just feel it's a shame to like lock people out of uh of opportunity i yes. just it just it, yeah so there's enough for everyone man like absolutely opportunity builds opportunity absolutely you give people opportunity they create jobs they create more opportunity yeah there's, absolutely there's not like a scarcity really if you empower people to be self-sufficient self-sustaining build their own wealth instead of trying to keep them down with bullshit fucking rules and yeah, yeah. policy i'm with you man and and as a you know we're you know, as a white male like I think of it like I want more diversity so I can be unique. <laughs> right? Like it's yeah. like you said, man. Yeah. There's opportunity for everyone. Everyone's got a different story. I want to hear all those stories. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear the same fucking story over and over. Right. It doesn't enrich me. It doesn't right. make me a better player in this game at all, man. Right. So, you know? anyways, back yeah. to back to my start. Beautiful, so, yeah. so yeah, I did that Jalopnik, and then it sort of fell apart. Uh, it was still going. It's just they really changed yeah. their direction. So I was, yeah, I was out of there. I went to this site, Autoblog, which at the time was was this juggernaut. It was just like if you wanted car news, we were just. It was like just you know a lot of young people that were uh, not paid that well, but like God, did we work? You know, I was I was saying the other night I had to like write three stories uh, in like a couple hours. It was just there was this crunchy deadline I forgot about. And I was telling my uh, manager, I'm just like, man, it's nice that I can reactivate those muscles because with Autoblog, we'd go to cover a car show. Like we'd be in Geneva, jet lag, but you had to publish. Not even you had to, but we had a contest. Who could publish the most stories, like publish the most stories in a day? So like, you know, we, we were doing like 12 stories a day each, which is insanity. Insane. It's totally insane. So, but that was a great lesson and it really got my name out there because it was such a big publication. And then um it was uh may early may of uh of 2010 this guy named angus mckenzie who at the time was the editor-in-chief of motor trend uh basically said you want to be you know the senior editor yes or no and i said i should talk to my wife uh but, but he he, 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 he kind of tricked me so come down and have lunch actually <laughs> at first he said come down and have lunch and he offered me a different job and it, i just it wasn't quite enough money I was, I was about to get married um he said, well, just keep, you know, keep, keep this door open. And he invited me down for lunch again. And he, I, I came into his office and he, he said, shut the door. He says, yes or no, right now, senior editor. And I said, I should call my wife, but let's say yes. Let's go have lunch and I'll tell her afterwards. And then it's been almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years next month. Uh, and it's, it's great, you know, and I've, I've done, like, I've, I've, I've already had a dream career packed into a, a decade. And uh, I, I'm, you know, as, as I was, I met these kids up on uh, Angeles Crest yesterday. They're in their 20s and they're shooting a video of a Camaro. And I, I pulled over because I like Camaros. And I was like, hey. And they're like, oh my God, it's you. Bah, bah, bah. Like, we're the next generation. And I'm like, hey, dudes, I'm not dead yet. Like, I've, I still got a lot to do. Um, 
and it was it was a funny moment so anyways yeah so that's since then I, you know, I've, I've been at motor trend uh you know we we had shows that were really successful uh, this one show head to head it went i think nine seasons um you know we got onto netflix for a time and um now i'm, I'm still doing motor trend and uh i, I j- recently joined uh spike's car radio which is a podcast mm-hmm. i do with this guy spike ferenston who everyone knows because he was uh i think the head writer on seinfeld but he wrote the soup nazi episode so mm-hmm. very funny guy so i'm learning a lot about comedy from him and uh yeah and i like, what, I like what's next i don't like, know do you have, like, well this vision? is this is recent right yeah so, yeah i know I, I don't know i don't know what's next i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty happy like i'm i'm, I'm busy i'm a little too busy <laughs> yeah um, but we're always like you're yeah. always too busy right because i'm always too busy yeah well this is who we are specifically doing what what, you like. what's next tomorrow yeah uh there's this new thing called the hypercar invitational okay. uh and it's it's uh up at laguna sake it's a racetrack up in northern california or in monterey not that northern um but uh they get a lot of like uh very wealthy car collectors together and two days of driving their extremely expensive cars on a racetrack with uh coaches and, and you know no sound limit and so they've invited me to be a uh, part of it and I'm going to be hosting the dinners and some Q and A's and stuff like that. And this is something I have friends that do stuff like this and I've always wanted to do it because I I've, I've hosted a few panels and I really enjoy it. You know, I like, I like asking questions and getting the audience to participate and, you know, right. and I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller. So, yes. you know, so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, you know, I, I like hypercars, and that's like, you know, but there'll be like, I think eight or nine Bugattis there, you know, so Kind of something you don't see every day, right? Yeah, especially driving on a track. You might see you might see like two Bugattis parked on the street but not moving, and these are going to be flying around a track. So, wow. should be you very drive cool. Any, any of them? Um, I'll it? drive something. I don't know exactly, but yeah, I'll. Di- I mean, I've driven. I, the, the the other reason they want me is I've driven all those things that are going to be there. Um, so and I think most of the guys that own them, they know who I am, and you know, I can talk to me about it. Right. So, but I'll I'll, I'll make it on the track. I'll, I'll be what on a, there. What about like? Uh, okay, so. I want to get more into like just how you made these changes and like what helped you, how, how your experience could help others maybe. Cause I feel like you're, yeah, like I, I feel like I'm 10 years or at that maybe seven years ago for you where opportunity started happening. You mentioned like you were writing, didn't work out the way you necessarily wanted right away. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. You got to believe you're on the right track and kind of have faith. Cause it ain't going to be pretty. It's not no. like someone's going to come up and say, hey, man, you should have your own podcast. And you know what? How about you like take over the fucking writing for a motor trend, right? No yeah. one's going to say, I see that in you. Yeah, yeah. You no, no, no. It was a track record. I spent, do it. <laughs> I spent five years uh, making very little money. And I, mean, I remember the lowest point of my life was like April of 2008. So I was like the Great Recession. And I had this gig that was going to happen and then just didn't happen. And I remember it was April 1st and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I can't remember, like three or $400 short of rent. You know, I'm laying next to my wife and I'm like, I've made a huge mistake, you know, but I, I just kept my nose on the grindstone and, and pulled out of it. Um, and I, I remember when I, the night I asked my wife to marry me and I turned to her and I said, and it was, it was like the day after Obama got elected. So we were kind of like, you know, very well, we were drunk, but we were in a very, you know, good, good state of mind, you know. And I said, before I asked her to marry me, I'm like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to quit my job, my, my full-time job. I'm going to do cars full-time. We're going to be really poor for a while. 
And she was like, I've been poor my whole life. Like, what's what's the difference? You know, like I won't even notice. Right or die, you know? baby. Yeah. So I was lucky. And so, yeah. That um, is not a, a tempting proposal, typically. No, I know. I yeah. love how it also tells you a lot about the relationship you guys have. Mm -hmm. My wife is also just as nuts because she realized, like, okay, I'm not going to necessarily agree with everything you want, but I know you're not going to be happy. So, let, And I try to do whatever I can to allow her to do what she wants. Yeah. It's a, it's a give and take. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For sure. Know? For sure. Um, I mean, and, and this was, you know, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. What kept you going during those times? I, I you like, Some idiotic. I go back or I, 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 I couldn't go back because going back meant sitting back down at that desk. Which, right. You know, being stuck in this little room. Me too. And, and, uh, I have the same story as you, by the way. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you later, but I'm, that's why I'm watching you like, oh man, this is the future. Like, not that I'm not, I'm very happy, but it's that time where, you know, we're not launched yet. It's the, but it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of exciting before you make it, you got to embrace it. Cause it's a lot of, it could be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. And seeing other people, not just you, but even others, artists that took a chance, photographers that moved out here when they were 18, didn't have anywhere to stay, didn't have a gig, didn't right. even know they love photography yet. <laughs> right. Right. And then they fucking found something and they found their obsession and now they're, you know, self-sufficient, making money, making a career yeah. place to stay. That's the, the goal. If you can do what you love and survive and hopefully prosper. Cause I think ultimately if you can pay your dues up front, you're going to make much more, even the money, even if money is driving you, the money comes more money and the success yeah. will be deeper, more fulfilling with people that you want to be around. Cause if you're not being authentic to what you like, you're going to be around people that, how many meetings where you're like, oh my god, and you're nodding like, uh huh, but you're like, just shoot me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I really don't have that anymore. Right before um, in yeah, corporate, oh, I'm saying. Oh god, yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, and like Motor Trend's fairly corporate, but mm -hmm. it's all, but but again, we we mostly talk about cars. I yes. mean, at the end of the day, you're in so. the your realm. Adam, yeah, with the people that have similar mindsets and 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 likes. And yeah, the fact that they're supportive of your progressive like outlook is huge man. i didn't know yeah. i don't know anything about motor trends so uh, i mean look you know we're owned by discovery i have no idea how just you know i don't, I don't know what yeah. their corporate progressive rating is mm -hmm. but the people i work with are all very very cool you know um and um what kept me going i don't know you know it's funny i i i, I never really looked back but looking back now um as i was a kid i mean i i, I always thought i would be a writer i never I, um I always loved cars. I always thought I would be a writer and I thought I'd be a, a musician. I thought I'd be in a band playing bass, touring the world. Not and so that, that didn't, no, it might be, but <laughs> might that, be. that, that didn't work out, you know, and, and I always, and whenever people say, oh my God, like, you know, like you're so successful or whatever, you have my dream job. I'm like, I didn't get my dream job, but I got a job when I was, when I was, I was, uh, you know, my mom uh, passed away about a year ago and I was, I was cleaning out the house and I just found some journals that I would, had written in high school and I, I was writing uh, not quite car reviews, but I was writing like short stories that, but they were all like, you know, it would, there was, you know, whatever, there's whatever plot there was like 60% of it was like, and then he was in the Mark II Volkswagen GTI, which had this much horsepower and this much torque. And then, and I was, you know, I was very focused on cars. So I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, it was something I, I thought I could do. I, I really did think I could do it. And, um, it's funny, you know, I went, I went to college and I, 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 I thought I would be a writer and I thought I'd be like, I don't know, like a fiction writer, but 
just it just never really worked out i never really tried that hard and i got i i um i, I was a moron in high school I, I i i just fucked around in high school way too much and i i uh, missed out on some like polishing in my uh writing ability that would have been very helpful so um when i got to college I, I excelled i did very well but i had a little bit of remedial like just like punctuation and just stuff like that um I probably ha do have like a mild form of dyslexia. I'm not not 100% sure. I've never been diagnosed, but like I, I, I screw up this, like I can't spell the word necessary. I don't know why, but you know what I mean? Like right. stuff like that. So C's, one C. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's too many, too many C's. Yeah, too, uh, too, too many. It's not that important nowadays. <laughs> it's you know? it's not, it's not. But like, but when I was trying <laughs> to write fiction, I was like handing stuff in, like applying to schools for an MFA. And I was handing stuff in where, you know, it, it just wasn't polished. And they're like, there's typos. You can't be handing in typos. So um, anyways, like, like, like I, I, I knew I could write and I, and I wound up having a lot of success as a writer, you know, and it's, it's been great. And then well, I wound I, up having I, a lot of success doing sub video, you know, it's yeah. like, sorry to interrupt, like, but I oh, love no. the little sub story of it's not going to always be like, you're this prodigy, like writer, musician for you to be yeah. in that feel like, I have four boys. I am convinced, and they are now convinced, luckily, do what you love. Like, my 16-year-old loves basketball. So usually parents say, well, have a backup. I'm like, no. Like, I mean, he gets good grades, but he lo like he loves the industry, the fashion, sure. yeah, yeah, the yeah. smell of the gym. He loves to work out. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. Very, you know, so I'm like, play as hard as you can if you love it. Try to get to as high of a level and then be in the industry. If you decide you want to be a lawyer, go ahead. If you want to be a writer, if you want to be in the fashion of the NBA, figure out those paths. Like, but why not follow it? Yeah, it's a yeah. billion dollar industry. Oh, totally. Cars are because I, I know people trillions, love cars trillions, and think, trillions. Oh, it's not a. I can't. Why? Why yeah. is that not a viable? If especially if you're like eighteen or twenty. Yeah. Oh, totally. You're living at home. Go work for somebody that's yeah. in the industry. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny when I was when I was twenty five, my my dad died pretty suddenly, and uh, I uh, I had my mom died at twenty five. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was rough, yeah. and, and and it was uh, it was right after nine eleven. Well, he died right before nine eleven, but I lost my job uh, just after nine eleven. I worked for a software company, and I remember like, all right, got to figure something out to do, and I and I, I remember I, I call cold called Motor Trend, and <laughs> I wound up speaking to a guy that I used to work with. And he's like, well, you can't just come work for us. You got to start somewhere else. Hmm. And I was too young and stupid to hear that. I was like, well, they don't want me like at the top. Then, you know, uh, right. screw them. <laughs> but it was good advice. And the other, honestly, the best advice I ever got in life was from my bass teacher, this guy, Brad Cobb. And he said, uh, nobody's born with it. That's bullshit. Love it. He goes, it's practice. Right. Everything is practice, you know. Um, having a little bit of natural talent helps, but like the great bass players, the guys you like, they sat in their room for five years by themselves, Slapping smoking a bong, playing bass. Right. That's why they're good at it. You know, right. that's, that's what it is. I that's agree. the discipline. And, and I was fooled by Hollywood growing up. Sure. Show, like, cause they always sensationalize the magic touch or the natural and you go, oh, or getting I'm bit not, by a spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah getting, which is cool. It's fun. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. exciting than it's a good story. Yeah, it's more exciting but, than hours of right. film of them working out and right. getting beat down and not making the team. And you know what I mean? Yeah. No. But when it, you I, dig deeper behind all the stories, like Michael Jordan, anybody. Well, maybe not LeBron. He just was a freak. But yeah, some people are. But that's one in a billion, man. There's one in a billion. LeBron. Right. But for every LeBron, there's no. work. It's yeah. all practice. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, the I, ones I, that made it practice their fun. And that's why, by the way, passion is everything. Meaning, if you don't pick something you're obsessed about, you're just not gonna put in the work. <laughs> that's the equation. Right. That's why people go, I want to make money. Yeah, but I know a lot of lawyers that are making 100K tops. They can't get past that. It's not a bad salary, but they're miserable and they hate their life. Oh, I know lawyers that make millions that are miserable. That are miserable. Yeah. Millions. The millions. money doesn't yeah. solve all the levels on the equalizer. It's so, only one. So uh, a lot of people ask me, especially like on Instagram, they're like, you know, how do I get your job? You know, and, I, and, and I'm like, I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear, but Check this out. Mm -hmm. There was a year where I would get up at six in the morning and I would write about cars until about 2 a.m. And then I would go to bed and I'd wake up again and I had no life. And that's what I did for about a year. And uh, it was not only I loved writing and I love cars, so it wasn't it wasn't that much of a sacrifice, but uh, I gave up a lot. You know, and I really put in the work and it, it, it paid off. But I'm like, you can't just start where I start. I didn't start where I started. Right. Yeah. I didn't start where <laughs> I, I started. I was making, I, I think, I, I, I want to say Truth About Cars was like, I think it was like $5 a post. Maybe maybe it was 20 or 25 a review. And like Jalopnik, I forget that. But like Autoblog, I remember it was 25 bucks a post when I started. And they were like, you know, if you want to make more money, we, we, we're owned by AOL Autos, and you can write these really boring, dry things for AOL Autos. And I'm like, okay. And I wrote two, and I was like, you know what? I can't. I just can't do it. It's not me. I right. can't do it. Because they're like, oh, it's great. It's great. But, you know, your keyword density is about 4%. You really need to have about 8% keyword density. And I'm like, bro, I'm talking about Lamborghinis. <laughs> no keyword density. No. You know, like... And uh, I, just, I just couldn't do it. And, and I, I turned down some actually really good money for doing this roboticized SEO right. writing. I just, it's just not me. Right. You know, somebody's doing it. Somebody, AOL Autos, I think is still around. Somebody's writing it. Um, but authentic. yeah. You got to be authentic, man. Yeah. yeah but, but you also way. have to be able to like get the, I don't know if I've actually done 10,000 hours, but you always hear that 10,000 mm -hmm, hour thing. Mm -hmm. I put in hours and hours and I, and I, and it, and it, it sounds ridiculous, but I, I, I remember it was like alarm would go off at six. Uh, by the way, I was young enough where I could still do this now. <laughs> pass it on the couch by nine every night. A good life. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and it was like nine till about two in the morning. I was writing about cars or researching or something about cars, you know, and I really put in that time. Yeah, so. exactly, man. I, that's, I always talk about the 10,000 hour rule. It's, yeah. Like people don't realize the Beatles had this fucked up gig for like a year where they played some ridiculous amount of hours at some dive nobody knew about, but they yeah. got like 12 hours of play or more a day, sure. like five days. And that's how they, yeah. they weren't that good. They were playing, you know, cover songs and that's how they got good. They didn't just come out and smash the world, man. Yeah. And, and again, I, I've seen, you know, back back to music or you know, sticking with music, I've seen, you know, players that like blow my mind. I have this friend, Dave Drake, and he's just, he, he doesn't even play bass anymore, but when he was playing bass, I've just never seen anyone play like this. But also, I wound up living with him and he sat in his room for, I don't know, 10 hours a day, stoned out of his mind, playing bass. And he just did that. And he just played and played and played and played. And that's what it took. And I, you know, I was an okay bass player and I'm, I'm okay. But, you know, if I, when I'm, when I'm good, if I'm getting like two hours a day, that's a lot. And it's not enough to perform right. at the level I want to perform right. at, you know. And you so, enjoy it at the hobby level. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, what I tell my kids. If you like even video games, one of my kids right now, I'm really letting him explore 
the video game path because I'm like, fine, if you're bigger than stream, Hollywood, yeah, bigger like, than if Hollywood. Gonna, if you're gonna build your like a, a career, meaning if you're doing productive things on the computer while you're playing, like streaming, trying to build an audience, I'll let you play. So I'm letting, but I go, if you're only willing to play, like when you have those days you can play, if you're only willing to play three hours and you're done and you're not really working on your craft, you're never going to be like a professional gamer. So just play it like a hobby. That's okay. Right. But I'm letting him, I go, you don't, I'm not going to tell you, you can't be a professional video gamer or be in the video game industry because that's a fucking juggernaut right now, dude. It's crazy, yeah. Well, I would also e say this though. I would, I would also say this though. Um, I also got lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I you I made your luck though. Well, yeah, luck in, in one way. But I, I, when, when I, I will say this, it was I, I was lucky to get the opportunities. But then once I had them, I didn't say no. And I was just telling this kid this yesterday. I'm like, when you're given an opportunity, never say no. You, I don't care if you feel like it or not. You just say yes and you, you do it. You know, and then like. And, and, and deadlines are deadlines. Like if you, and I was, I was the other wonderful career advice I got when I was at Jalopnik. I, um, I, uh, my, my boss was this guy, Mike Spinelli, genius. And he's a great guy. And he's, I, I miss him, but he's, he's around. We just don't work together anymore. But I had a thing I wrote and I, I had this column and I turned it in every week. Right. And it was, it got turned in Tuesday. I got published Wednesday every week. And then I, I went on a date or God knows what happened, but like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a day late. I remember he just like wrote me back. We were using, you know, AOL instant messenger or whatever. And he like all caps every week means every week. And I was like, oh, so I stayed up all night and I, I finished it. And that was, I learned that it's like, you know, now that said, am I blowing, do I blow deadlines these days? Sure. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm a kid and life is more complicated. And We were just talking about that today before you came. Because Stephanie showed up with Josh. She's got stuff, other stuff, but she's been taking opportunities that have been coming up that a lot of young people I know, even me when I was young, would have been like, well, I don't see the short-term benefit in that. And we talked about, I go, good for you. Because you know what? You fucking show up. She asked me before this, hey, that documentary I was telling you about with the, the pianist. Yeah, yeah. She said, hey, can I just show up to the set and just kind of watch is that okay and i'm like hell yeah i said look nobody asks <laughs> nobody fucking asks they would love they're trying to teach people about classical music ultimately they want people to understand the power and merge it you know with hip-hop and make it cool but nobody nobody's you know breaking down the doors to watch us film it sure so just asking and showing up yeah and Dude, people I mean, don't show up, man. It's, 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 that, look, it's, it's that my, is it's, one of the it's, things it's, I've noticed with the younger generation, and I'm encouraging them to show up because it's just fear. They're, they're afraid they're not going to be good enough. That what if this person thinks I'm good, but they don't know that I'm a piece of shit? That's what I would think. Yeah. When oh, I'm everyone afraid. thinks that. Everyone, everyone thinks, thinks that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show yeah. up anyway. Yeah, even look, if you think you're a piece of it, shit. <laughs> whatever you think about the man, my favorite quote, and it's my favorite Woody Allen quote, is, is 80% of success is showing up. That's just what that's what it is. You know, the last twenty percent is like sweat equity and right. all this other stuff. And some, and luck, some talent. Like you said, yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah. And I love that you appreciate because I do think we're lucky. Oh. Because we got four fucking limbs and a brain yeah. that works pretty fucking well. We could yeah. have been fucking fucked up. Yeah. And, and we and, are so lucky, so let's take advantage. But it's good to appreciate the luck because some people are born fucking homeless with abuse their whole life and never get out never even are thinking about a podcast because they're just trying to fucking make ends meet we're definitely lucky yeah but 
like you said, man, 80% is showing up. Yeah, so you're, just, that's what I'm saying. Up. You made, you kind of made your luck. If you wouldn't have shown up, you would have been doing, you know, web design right now. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I don't I don't know how long that would have lasted, yeah. but some other thing Dude, I, I didn't like. I was an like. audit, by the way, just to give you a little taste of what an internal audit is what I was doing. Yeah. In a cubicle uh, office yeah. environment. Oh. oh, that sounds worse than what I was doing. <laughs> oh, I just had a, <laughs> At least I, I was had, around artists had, and right, stuff. Yeah, I, I was, just had flashbacks, bro. Yeah, you don't yeah. even know the yeah, Nelson, yeah. Nelson Mandela prison <laughs> sentence I did, man. No, I, I was there. Oh, that's too long. But I, I was there, you know. I See, was there. I went 10 more years than you, yeah. man. <laughs> no, I, really, I mean, like I said, I had, I, I'll never forget. I was sitting in my little tiny, it was an office, but it was yeah. a tiny little underground office. And I just had this realization, like, like if you don't get up right now, like you're done, you know, like this is, you'll be here in 10 more years. So and, to get into the details of that, just yeah. curious, did you literally quit that day or you, did you literally go? No, no, I, I, no, and, 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 uh, I, I, I sent an email to this guy, Robert Ferrago that day. That day. When I had that thought, yeah, you know, because I, I would read all these car sites, and I, you know, and, and look, part of me, you know, I could fucking, I had, I had enough ego to be like, I could do better, not not just that, I could do better than that. You My opinion to, is man. so you important. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. have to, yeah. you know that. I thought I had something to say. You have to be delusionally confident because yes, yes. if you're not, you're gonna go. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're never gonna try. Right. At least fall on your face. And <laughs> then, but I, I, so I wound up like, you know, I would. Um, I, my, I, again, you know, I, I abuse Cal Arts a little bit. I'm sorry, Cal Arts, and you know, but uh, you know, I would, I would do car stuff while I was sitting in my office. You know what I mean? I mean, I and it, it, it yeah. wasn't. I ran, sorry, I ran two websites. It sure. wasn't, it wasn't a yeah. ton of work. It wasn't a ton of work. Right. You know, at times it was. You know, hey, we've um, all been there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think you I was know, doing audit the whole time, man. I could not have survived. Yeah, no. <laughs> but like when I said I was, you know, and everyone's like, "Wow, you really wrote about cars from six to." to two it's like well i actually woke up at six i wrote till about nine showered ran out of the house got to work late around 10 10 30 did like whatever 20 minutes of busy work i had a day and then wrote about cars drove home and then then wrote from about seven until two in the morning i feel like we could collaborate on a book and it would be almost (laughs) the same description of events but different circumstances man but i think i think a lot of people do that people do it yeah otherwise you're you're dying inside yeah, and it was it was just one of those things, you know, <clears throat> when I got out of college, it was I just didn't really have a plan. Um, I thought, you know, I was like, oh, maybe law school, maybe I'll get an MFA in writing, maybe I'll do this. And then, you know, you make decisions like I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time in San Francisco, so it's like I have to go to San Francisco. Right. I didn't have to go to San Francisco, but right. I felt I I had to right. in my in my twenty two year old mind, right? How could you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. love of your life. It could have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may never meet. Right. I had yeah. the same. I got and married. Yeah, yeah. I've been married before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, and you know, and I just didn't really have a plan, and it, and and then, like I said, it took me turning thirty, uh, and I I don't know. I just felt some some timer ticking, yes. and and I I just knew. I, this is what I wanted to do. I didn't know exactly, you know, what it would yes. look like. And I th- I've actually had a lot more success than I ever thought possible. Um, honestly, I, I just lucked out. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it's like. So that's an interesting point because we like to say if you, when you do, when you try something, it never, it never turns out the way you thought. Never. It's either going to be worse or way fucking better yeah. than you imagine sometimes sure. Sure. sometimes it's but you're never gonna know if you don't try right it's a catch-22 but i didn't have any plan for getting out of corporate i fumbled around with different businesses while trying to juggle my 
ex household that I'm still trying to help because I have three kids there and here sure, half sure, the sure. time and yeah, yeah. trying to maintain my household. So I had I needed cash flow. So I was like, I got into film production a little bit at a time without any master plan with people telling me, what are you doing? Were you going to be a film producer? Like putting me down. I'm like, you know what? And I, at, by then I had met enough artists. That's why I love artists so much to go, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. And I would say, even if you think I'm, a del I'm delusional, fuck it. Right. I can't do it unless I am. And right, I have right. to kind of psych myself up like before a football game. Like, let's go. Because you need direction and confidence to succeed. And if you're missing one of those, you're kind of fucked. Like, if you know you want to be a car guy, but you're like, I suck, you're not going to do it. If you have confidence, but you don't know where, you're just, oh, I'm the best. But... I don't know what. Yeah, I, I I was delusional enough that when someone did put me down, and it was pretty rare, you know, but it's like, okay, now it's my mission to prove you wrong. You really shouldn't have said that right. because I wasn't even thinking this way. But you know what? Now my new goal for the year is I will, you know, and I'll never, I had this, whore, I'm not going to say where or who, but I had this horrendous boss in the car business where I was like, hey, like, if this website is writing about Lamborghinis, like, we should, and he's like, what? You think you're good enough to write about Lamborghinis? Well, now, I drove here in a Lamborghini. Um, I, uh, I'm i very good friends with, uh, well, he actually did now the former, but the, the, uh, Stefan uh, uh, Domenicali was the former CEO of Lamborghini, but Maurizio Reggioni, you know, we text each other. He's the head of R&D for Lamborghini. Misha Borkert is the head of design for Lamborghinis, buddy of mine. Um, before the pandemic, there's me and three other journalists. We would go six months before the cars were even like known. We would fly to this little secret test track, uh, in the boot of the, or the heel of the boot of Italy. And I'd be the first American to drive the brand new Lamborghinis. And I mean, I drove the, the Centenario, the, the Performante, the Urus, which is parked out front. Um, you know what I mean? So like, it's like, yes, I'm Maybe driving Lamborghini. Yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah. Oh, really? And, and, and he, he who shall rename nameless, like, fuck you. I'm good enough to drive Lamborghini fucking guineas. You know what I mean? And, Hell uh, yeah. and I kind of made it my mission. Like, you know, and, uh, why not? Cause it, why not have I, fun I was, in this game? I was just like, so it's like appalled. those players that talk shit and yeah. then the, the, the team goes, oh, thank you. Let's put that up on our fucking yep. board. It's, it's been in the Look back of my head. Said to you. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thank you for saying that because we're going to fucking it's, it's the use best thing. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't even have to hate them. You can mm. be like, I love you for mm. pumping me up. I you do hate this person. I will say there's <laughs> very there's very few people I hate. This is this you is have one the right. um, for a lot you of reasons. Like not nice not not just person. that, but yeah. it was like it was like the response was. I remember sitting there. I was just like speechless. I'm like, how can someone be so cruel? Like how you know what I mean? Like, well, and, I gotta give props to Greg Curtis. It's not his quote, but he just recently said, "Success is the greatest form of revenge." I think it's Frank Sinatra. That's fucking true yeah. as fuck. And it's not that you should let revenge drive you. It's But if you're a competitive person, it's okay. I've, I've actually embraced this recently because I've been trying to be emotionally intelligent. But I'm like, you know what? It's okay to use some fire, man. Like competitive fire when somebody does yeah. put you down and go, all right, I'm going to use that to like get up early and do some more sets or whatever. Or I, write some more articles. Or you know what? I'm going to go ahead and contact lamborghini fuck you I, I had another one it's just funny how these things stick with you like like when i was after college i was backpacking around europe as you do mm -hmm. with a buddy of mine and we were we, we were in nice and we were trying to walk to monaco there's a there's this path you can walk and we were there in like july and it was 
over a hundred and we were just dressed wrong. We had these stupid giant backpacks and we're like, we didn't bring any water with us and we're like dehydrating. We're like all these cliffs, you know, in between the, the, the town's called Copdal, the garlic cape. And, you know, and there was this like, you know, yacht club. And I remember I went in there just to buy some overpriced Avion, right? But I'll never forget this guy looked at me as if I was like a mangy dog. Like it was a customer, you know, yeah. like the the, the, the the kids who sold me the water, they were fine. But yeah. this guy, he just he was wearing like a white linen suit and he had like gold slick back hair and he was, he was his skin was bronze, you know, and he just he didn't say anything. He just gave me this look. And then fast forward, uh, I was on the launch of the second gen of the seventh gen, uh, second version of the seventh gen Rolls Royce Phantom. And we're staying in Cop to All, like right next to where that club was. I remember the club. And we're in this ridiculous, like eight room hotel that's like in the Mediterranean. It literally juts out. Like the Beatles used to stay there. Uh, Princess Grace, when the when the palace was full, she'd put guests in this hotel. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> this one's for you. I'm back. You Cheers. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and so I'm not a dog, it turns out. Right, you know, and I do belong to be here absolutely, as much as anyone man. else. Abs yeah, absolutely, so, man. Breaking that was it was just a, it was just a, it was man. a because like you know it was one of those things where you know Rolls Royce is like come on the trip and they don't they might I don't know they might have said where it was I didn't really realize it when I get there I'm like I know where I am so I remember walking we're backpacking past this hotel nearly dying of dehydration you know I'm like oh my god and 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 then we jumped on these uh, these Chris Craft uh, boats that look like uh, Rivera's. Or, sorry, Rivas are these, you know, these wood hulled boats. And we, you know, we went from there to Monaco for dinner via boat. And it was, you know, look, it, I, I obviously I can't afford any of that, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, but you know, he actually, you used, it's like, I like to turn negatives into positives. Yeah, absolutely. You used his negativity to go, I'm going to have the best fucking time ever just to fuck him in my mind, kind of like, we're going to. I'm going to show you a fucking dog. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just didn't, I, I do, didn't man. like being, being looked at yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, man. how's the cigar? Really good. Man. Yeah. These I are, mean, as you can see, these man. are, yeah. Britannica. That's why Britannica's are, those are great segue, solid. by the way, because I want to yeah, pour yeah. something. Yeah. And I don't want to interrupt our flow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's a good, you don't need like a bathroom break or anything. No, I'm good. We can I'm, keep going. I'm good. You can keep talking. Do you yeah. know what you want? Um, cause I, I have a bottle of this. My buddy gave me for my okay. birthday. Have not opened it. Yep. I've had this. Yep. This one, if it's an 18 year rye, could be really good. So, yeah, here, I'll. Uh, lock, stock. Yeah. Lock, stock, and barrel, man. I've never had this. Yeah, let's try it. Um, let's try it. I have no idea what. 18 years is pretty old for a 18 rye. 18 years. It's pretty dark. So, it could be like over oaked. Uh, we, right. We, and by, yes, because I did hear from like an expert and i don't know if they're right but that uh oh do i need to get a i need to get a i think you can maybe screw. pull that i can think I? you can pull that i might need a corkscrew oh maybe oh, you should coming. be able to pull yeah, it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um that eight is kind of or after eight it's like unnecessary no, I disagree with that. What I mean, I've, I've had some 25-year rides oh, that are okay. like, like outstanding, but they're rare. All right. You know, they're well, rare. You, you tell me, like I said. All right. I, yeah. Although we're, um, you know, co-founder of a yeah, yeah, yeah. brand, I am a novice. Well, I have uh, maybe a bit too much expertise oh, yeah. with this. That's plenty for me. That's plenty for me. Yeah. There you go, sir. Okay. No ice, oh, I no. take it. Oh, not for me. Not for me. All right. I'm going to... I'll be honest. I yeah. usually put ice. That's okay. But... I'm not gonna put, try I'm not try gonna put it without, in. and if you need ice, put ice in it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm uh, also pouring for our team. Sure, Stephanie, you should have a little bit just for company, just a sip. 
I know you're not like a whiskey drinker like Josh over here, but. All right, Stephanie, this is for you. If you want more, do not hesitate to ask. You can do whatever. I would. I don't want, think it needs ice. It's bracing, but it's not. It's not. Doesn't need ice. I would try it to see what it tastes like before you try it. Let's yeah. let uh, Johnny walk us through. Wow. Could you? Yeah. Um, I kind of know, but it, it, it's 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 hot. So in other words, the the alcohol it's alcohol forward, um, but it's it's good. And actually, if you know, for a rye, and this is something you can get by aging rye. Rye tend to have this like uh, they can be very spicy, and they can also have like. Um, Kind of a, a canned vegetable taste to them when they're young, and so this doesn't have that at all. Spicy, but not overly spicy, and it has plenty of like caramel and um, uh, good sweetness to it, which which a lot of ryes aren't known for being sweet. And I, you know, I, I'm a bourbon guy. Rye is kind of a subset of bourbon. Um, you know, it's made with it's made with corn, but it has you know more you know, not always made with corn, but usually made with with some corn, so some sweetness, and then you know you get sugar from the barrels, right? So it's in, it's in oak um, and it picks up, you know, uh, the, the color and a lot of flavor. And that's, that's a debate maybe for the, for the whiskey podcast, but you know, some right. people, 60% of the flavor comes from barrel. You know, I'm, I'm in the camp that it's, it's about 99% of the flavor comes out of the barrel. I'm a big believer in barrels. Um, but no, this is good. And you can see the legs on it. That means the length of the drips on the glass. Right. So that's age. There's a lot of, sh there's a lot of uh, sugars in there, wood sugars that are clinging and sticking. So you can see the age and the proof. I'm going to guess on this. It's not too bad. It's probably like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look. I'm not going to guess because I'll be totally wrong. Let's see here. This is 54.5. So 109 proof. I was going to say 107. I should have said it. But not bad. Not, yeah, yeah. It's it's hot. It's a hot one. So did you try some yet? Just just take like, breathe it. Like let it go in your mouth and through your nose a little. Breathe it. It's very light. It doesn't like sting when I try to breathe it in. But and then just take a little, little couple a little, drops uh, on your yeah, tongue. Yeah, but I would say you want you want to be careful of like a drop because it atomizes in your mouth and then you just get the ethanol. So get some liquid in there. Uh -huh. And then All you'll the and then the you'll back. get the sugars. Yeah. Well, no, you just coat, coat. Yeah, yeah. Just coat it. A lot of people they'll like try a sip and they're like, ugh. Right. You know? And it's like, don't do a sip. Do like, or don't do like a drop. Do like, you know, like a, you know, just a little yeah. bit. Get a little liquid in there. And um, it's uh, it's it's good. I like this. This is actually mm. pretty good. You know, this mm. is pretty good. I see. You know, that nothing wrong. Tasty, and if and if and I, what's interesting, if you told people this was a bourbon, they'd be like, yeah, it's not a rye. It's a bourbon. So it's. And I think that's what you it get from the like from the bourbon, eighteen years, man. yeah, because it's been in the barrel it's not so as long. Spicy, yeah, yeah. It's smoothed out. Yeah, caramels. I would also say these glasses are tough, especially for. I'm assuming uh, our, our young video crew here. Um, it really concentrates the nose. So by doing that, you really get this big ethanol bomb. So I always drink out of like just a highball glass because that way it's more open, lets the oxygen in and out. These are these are really scotch glasses and scotch tends to be lower proof. Scotch is usually like in the you know, you know, 40 to 45%, something like that. And you can concentrate the flavors because there's just less flavor in scotch than there is in rye and bourbon. Um and uh but, but so it might be a little off-putting at first, but stick with it and uh you'll 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 soldier soldier through. I just got to say as the nerd as the as yeah. the idiot, yeah. right? Don't take my word, but most of our customers are going to be like me, probably that don't really know. But 
there's gonna obviously we want to appeal to the connoisseurs too. But if our rye tastes like this, yeah, I'm gonna be fucking well. Super, you guys. I don't know how much I can talk about, but I know I know where you're sourcing your rye from. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a lot better than this. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be like like I said. That's what we're hoping. I listen. I listened to that little presentation you guys gave, and I was very hesitant. Very hesitant. And then I heard the magic words and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, 100%, like these guys are legit. They're getting, and because this place, this distillery, MGP, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, probably the second best rye I've ever had came out of that distillery. The first is from Willet and it, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to compete with Willet. Right. You know, that said, that bottle of rye now sells for 10 grand, the, the, the best one I've ever had, you know. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, I got a poppy cigar too. Oh, Pappy, yeah, Pappy, yeah, Pappy. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little, little gimmicky. It's a, yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, I, I had one. I put it out. It, it's a little gimmicky. Okay, it's a little good, gimmicky. Good they're they're okay. Got one, they're so okay. Yeah, they're okay. It's like, I don't know, you know, cigars complement <laughs> bourbon. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's like if, you're, if you're drinking beer, you don't want to eat beer. You want to eat cheese because it complements beer. Right. You know, and it's... And it's cheese like, and beer, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so... That was uh, that was the I other thing, cheese. by yeah. the way, that I thought I would do professionally. And I came very close was uh, was a brewer. Uh, I was a huge. I've been home brewing since I was uh, since 1993, so almost 30 years. Um, I'm kind of out of it these days, but I was very big in the homebrew world, and I had a couple offers to start. And I, and I thought I would do that. I actually thought that seemed to be the way out of my predicament. And then I just never had the the backing, the the the, the funding for it. I would not mind doing an offshoot brewery. It's very yeah. similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. You literally brew and it's beer. a lot easier to do than distilling, for sure. I mean, it, yeah. The the brand would work. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, for some other things, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned you're okay with me smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Because mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, I don't always smoke, depending on. Legal in California, last time I checked. Appreciate <laughs> that, man. Yeah. And you know what? That is kind of. It's not like it's my mission to say fuck you to corporate. I have nothing against anyone. I don't really like the way corporations, like some corporations are are set up and, and you know, um, how they don't allow, they don't really allow people to uh, be themselves enough, I think. I think it's it, they're missing something, right? So Absolutely. The beard, it's not like I'm doing it for them, but right. the beard, smoking weed, that was like a big, like, kind of, moment for me maybe a fuck you moment a little bit and it's not like i'm doing it to be a proponent of smoking or anything it's just i enjoy it i enjoy having conversations when i'm in tunnel vision with the person i uh but it eclipses my safety net because a compliance officer you know for a publicly traded yeah 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 oh yeah that's a lot of responsibility it's usually like oh you know we don't know if that's it's a there's going to be judgment but that was just me saying i'm not going to go back yeah. No, uh, my, I mean, I quit smoking pot when I got to college. Uh, <laughs> I was very into it in high school and I went to Sonoma State and we had, at the time we had the best pot in the universe was like, you know, uh, from I a, did the from, reverse. From a, from I started a, in college. <laughs> yeah. No, I quit. I was just like, and, 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 uh, you know, I liked it in high school cause I, I would listen to music and it was fun. Um, but I just, it, it, I don't know for the way marijuana affects me is these days i haven't i honestly don't think i've had a puff of marijuana since god uh 13 years ago something wow. like that 
Um, and, uh, it either I become insanely paranoid, like yeah. insane to the point of like, I can't move yeah. or I just laugh for hours straight and, uh, and, but not in an enjoyable way. Right. Kind of like, I'm just so stupid. You know, I can't stop laughing. Yeah. Stop this. And I remember, you know, <laughs> right before, <laughs> right, right before college, when I was on this backpacking trip through Europe, we went to Amsterdam and we went to the Van Gogh museum and we went to a cafe beforehand and we got stoned out of our minds. And I remember... I'm in the Van Gogh Museum and I'm I'm so paranoid that someone's gonna know I'm high. And I'm like, dude, to myself, like, you're in the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Like, no one is sober. This is the literally the highest place on earth. Right. Why are you worried? And it's just that's how marijuana affects me, you know. And and it's not for everyone, but no, the way. and it's and like I it's like drinking. Tell people don't smoke. And like, I'm not saying everyone should smoke. I'm saying I'm doing it because I'm trying to lean into my own authenticity. Sure. Right. Sure. But it's not because I'm trying to like create a, an image or, or something and it's not for everyone. Like, no, <clears throat> my wife can't do it. It makes her super paranoid. So I'm, I, it's crippling. It's like, yeah. Do it. Like for me, I think because I have, you know, ADD, I mean, I think I'm, it's undiagnosed, but I get distracted very easily with ideas. I'm always, when I smoke, it kind of slows me down. It's hard for me to multitask, but I get total vision. Yeah. Which I want to give props to Jason Lee, the art god, because he told me the story of how his old girlfriend taught him how to smoke weed. And I really loved it. He's like, she would always get mad at him because he would smoke and watch TV. And she's like, that's not what it's for. And he's like, what is it for? Then, you know, they're both artists. She goes, you should smoke and then go focus on something, whether it's whether it's a uh, um, uh, family friend, whether it's a. Uh, um, uh, you're looking at landscape, you're watching, you know, you're, you're out walking or you're talking to somebody and having a, an intimate tunnel vision conversation where all you can focus on is that person. Whoa, like that. And I really love that because that I realized, well, that's kind of what I do. Like, yeah, it gives me that tunnel vision. It works right. for me, but not. I for mean, that's and you're lucky. I mean, for me, I mean, again, I, I don't I don't ever feel the need to be stoned, right. you know, and I don't honestly I don't remember it these days, but. What I do remember was this loss of productivity, and that's something I shouldn't say I prided myself on, but I'm aware about myself is that I'm I'm always trying to be productive. Like if I, and I, and I, like everyone else, I will sit around and binge watch a new show, right? But I have this like, man, you could have been writing, you could have been on the right. phone, you could have been thinking of something, you, you could have been out driving a car, and you just wasted all this time, and yeah. time is precious. And so for me, weed was always this like loss of productivity. Interesting. Um, and it and it, it has the opposite effect on me yeah, and, and, look, in, I, in a weird way because like, I'm like, I got an idea. Da, da, da. Yeah, I, I, don't I just stop myself. I just, I float. Like, but yeah. again, it's, I, don't, I know some people like that, but most people, you know, who, people that like it, that, smoke it frequently have have like a certain reaction to it i, I just read uh seth rogan's new book which is hysterical yeah, but it it's like you know that guy smokes pot 24 right. hours a day right. and he's super productive and right. i just i don't think i could do that right you know right and no, uh, it's, it's a it's a choice and i'd right. also be like 100 pounds fatter than right. i am you know, i know so. and i don't i'm saying this because i don't want people to think that i'm saying you should smoke be, no be you don't drink. Don't if you don't need to drink or smoke, fine. Yeah. If you enjoy it, if it helps your life overall, cost benefit, 
yeah it's your life man. and and again like you know i i just uh you know knock on wood i i just don't have an addictive mm -hmm. as i'm smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey at three in the afternoon i don't have an addictive personality meaning like i i have like we we're talking about with uh troy uh your, your partner like yeah. you know i have i don't know 200 250 bottles of whiskey right uh last night i had a glass right you know the night before i had nothing right you know i just I, and it's all open it's all right you know 10 feet from where i sit and watch tv i just you know i just oftentimes don't think about it but i have a lot of friends that are sober and like they're like if i have one drink then i have 30 drinks and three days later i'm in tijuana without my wallet right you That's know? What, like, and i i'm the same way with <laughs> drinking i it's i can sip it yeah i go out it's very social for me yeah and I'm, i appreciate that because i don't want to be controlled by anything like yeah you know and so but i don't but if somebody likes that like my wife likes to have you know a glass or two of wine every night and i i encourage that man mm -hmm. she's much nicer to me afterwards you know what i'm saying so honey you want me to go to the store i support you now totally you know yeah. For some people, maybe two glasses is, you know, not good. Yeah, and you know, uh, once a month or something, I'll I'll, I'll drink too much, and yeah, you know, it's okay. Right. Um, All but, in balance, man. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and uh, what I love, you know, I'm just I'm I'm just super into, and we're lucky. We're at this time where there's like this ultra high quality, like the probably the best bourbon that's ever existed on Earth is like sitting around in bottles right now, and you can get it, um, and it's just so enjoyable. Like the tastes are just like so wonderful. I have a random question for you. Yes, sir. Only because you mentioned a few things. I like to like, I don't know. I like to help people figure out their, what they want to do. And sure, fuck, sure. why not, man? You should fucking think big now, right? You could, it made me think like, are you interested in writing movies, car movies? I've producing always. Car movies. Yeah. There's a huge market, obviously. And yeah. I, yes. And no, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it, like what is a good car movie you know it's it's a, like right. the movie the movie cars is pretty good that is a, yeah, I, yeah that's one of my favorites yeah it's, it's actually that's pretty exactly good my point yeah but, uh, other than racing movies yeah it's tough Aren't like like good. yeah mustang I, I, versus ferrari was really well, that cool. was great yeah that, that was great that was you know like, uh that and, i mean look at the, the, the uh, mangle the director is like you know the guy like, did walk the line uh uh copland logan like he's a master storyteller yeah. but that was a great story yeah um and like you know, so I I I I'd honestly be more interested in writing other stuff, not writing car stuff. Such as I don't know. I I just I always have ideas for movies. You know, um, I actually love that because okay, yeah. I swear, yeah. Another idea popped in that perfectly segues with that because I thought, okay, well, what about okay? There aren't good movies that just feature cool cars, really, right? So what about it's not a car movie? It's just for people that love cars. It could even be a, um, a running show. It's a show. Maybe it's a guy that works in a exotic car dealership, but you just get exposed, and so you're you're kind of like it's almost like you know um, you know in in movie branding. You're not really branding, but you're featuring these beautiful machines. Sure, I mean there's a, there's a lot of shows. There's that do a that. sitcom. Yeah. There's a well that that's the trick. Yeah, that's yeah. the trick for me. Like the great car movies are uh, Ronin, right? So that's uh, ostensibly. That's a spy movie, right? It's about the end of the Cold War. What is it? What does a CIA person do when the Cold War is over? What does a warrior do when there's no more fight to fight, right? But if you're a car person, there is no better movie ever about cars than Ronin. There are two because because Frankenheimer, the director, was a car maniac and he made sure that the car scenes were the best. And that I think is, as far as I'm concerned, is the best ever car movie is Ronin. Ronin. Ronin with De Niro and, and Jean Reno. Yeah. I love De Niro. Yeah. 
fucking can't believe it, but I don't think I've seen that movie. It's 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 a it's a wonderful film because the idea was the the Ronin were these samurais that yeah. lost their masters, right? So so in this movie they get together like you know an ex CIA guy, whatever the French version of the CIA is, a British one, an East German one, and they have to like pull off a heist basically. Right. Um, and uh, but you know because the Cold War is over, like that that you know what do these warriors do, right? So that's that's the plot of the movie and it's very good very good action movie blah blah but the car scenes are like nothing ever has equaled that you know like even even bullet which is a very cool scene that you know the one chase scene with the mustang and the charger through san francisco where they're jumping and that's a cool scene but it's like it pales in comparison to what they did with ronin it's just it's it. it's the the best and there's just there's these two car chases that like you know the audi s8 there's an m5 e, you know it's a it's a um e34 m5 these these wacky citrons and like it's just the greatest you know they have a they have a and again it's it, like you know to a normal person they're like oh that's an audi well, no actually that's an s8 uh oh that's a mercedes actually that's a six nine that is a very special and like only it, it, it's an easter egg right so if you watch the movie and you don't know what a mercedes right. 69 is you're like oh it's a it's a nice brown mercedes and he fires a bazooka out of the roof of an rpg but to a car guy you're like oh my god there's a 69 like going through nice you know and it's it's the greatest it's the greatest I just pictured like for <clears throat> this is probably a bad idea but i just pictured like to get people like me to appreciate it those car scenes like we just watched this cartoon where they kept doing like social media type emojis because they're trying to appeal to the social media like generation but i just pictured like these car scenes where there's a freeze frame and then there's like a data pixel that says what the car is and why it's fucking badass you know what i'm saying i don't know it's it's one of those it's to like make uh, it more mainstream yeah you want to bring it to the people like why should, yeah you should appreciate i don't know how to appreciate that car like you right. can because you know the history the, yeah why yeah it's tough it's it's, it's tough it's 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 a tough thing and it's it and like i said it's basically an easter egg for car geeks mm -hmm. because if they would have used other cars it would have been great but the fact that it was great and they're using these like unicorns right. like you know an audi s8 in this chase scene is the like literal coolest of the time was the coolest thing you know and it's and it's exactly what it was designed to do sometimes you know? those easter eggs make the brand though because totally. the, 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 the people that understand it start talking about it and then even the layman go, fuck, did you hear about that movie? They got these crazy cars in it and then they want to watch. So even if you don't know the ROI on it, right? like if you're making a movie, right. I'd be like, don't and, even fucking make it if you can't. And if you're, if you're, that. you know, I, I I have no idea how that movie was put together, but like, you know, I got to, you know, if Audi hadn't given the S8 or maybe they gave an, an A8 and put an S8 badge on it. But like, if you're the... If you're the producer and you're like, wait a second, why are we going to use the $120,000 car when we could just use a $40,000 car and do the same thing? And it's like, and it's not, it's not like it's a Ferrari. It's some like, you know, it's, it's a sedan, but it's this, you know, it's this, it's this special sedan that has like massive appeal to car nerds only. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's like, if you did, uh, like, um, like, like Jessica Jones, you know, that Marvel thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So she drinks in the third season, she's drinking Michters, right? So, to 99% of the audience, she's drinking whiskey. To right. whiskey geeks, it's like, oh, woo, she's drinking Michter's. Like, right. that's cool. And, um, you know, it's it's this tiny little weird thing. I don't know what the ROI is on that, but it's just something I, I picked up on. You know what I mean? And so it's like, 
you know, it's, it's like having a cool watch in a movie, right? Most people just yeah. say, oh, that's a watch. But right. like, you know, the geeks are watching James Bond. They're like, oh, that's right. the new Omega. Right, that's right. the 300M. That's the, the you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it works. I was thinking like, if you did want to produce a movie with cars, you have such an advantage, man. Because a lot of producing is getting access. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a budget. Sure. You've got unlimited basically access because of the people you know the relationships you have yeah any the, the problem i mean the yeah look the problem with and I've, i i did video i still do video with cars and it's uh you know when you drive them hard you destroy them mm -hmm. so it's like and that's, i think this is where a lot of people make mistakes when they're writing these these the car focused movies is like we're gonna have this you know unicorn and if it's not fast and the furious where a lot of those cars they're not actually the real thing um or you know but you're going to destroy the car so it's right. like it's very hard to go to lamborghini and be like okay. we need 10 of these you know but like but reverse for, engineer but for the script sponsors obviously yeah. pay for J it, james bond does it right james bond like the last one uh they had uh they actually made a car for the movie it's called the db10 so you know there was a there was a db2 I don't know if there's a DB1. I can't remember. There was a, you know, there was a two, a three, a four, uh, a five, six. Famously, Connery, you know, he drove the DB6. There's a, there's a seven, uh, eight, nine, and then 10. They made 10 of them for the movie. That's it. And now they sell the DB11. So it's so, Smart, right. They're so tied into that franchise. Right. You know, but that, that's a different, James Bond, you know, you're, you're in the, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of, it's a different thing. Right. You know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. It's it, amazing it, what it, money can do. Oh, yeah. It opens up a lot budget, of doors. Man. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, but. That's but what you do. You reverse engineer. You got to think about what the budget is and what you don't want. I mean, you don't want to have a script where you're going to damage the cars. Maybe you want to have a script around car aficionados that do events at these, even if it's that. So it's people, you're just around it. There's drama. There's something happening, but you get all this all these cars for yeah even for people like me to go wow because i get everyone goes holy shit that's but that's but see that's the th that's that's what back to ronan for a second right no one very few people go holy shit that's an s8 but like the fact that it's there like the geeks right. are like oh my god they're doing this with right. an s8 that's cool if you um, want to create a, an iconic movie though you got to do that i think yeah yeah there's gotta and be like layering there's gotta be like depth to it yeah and that's why if you if you read like you know best car movies of all time why is this weird spy movie on there you know and it's like well it's because of that you know right um and uh yeah i mean and it, it's it's funny though like with that great uh db10 they built for the james bond movie that director didn't know jack about cars or car chases and that is the most boring they have they have the db10 being chased by the jag cx75 it was just almost made into production didn't quite make it mid-engine hybrid hypercar mm -hmm. the jag was going to do and it's the most boring chase scene of all time it's just through like empty streets of rome at night there's no it's just it, and they're driving too slow but you had a director who didn't know anything about cars right with these cool cars didn't know what to do with them and so i think the movie was specter um it, it's a very amongst car nerds it's a very unloved car chase right. whereas in quantum of solace which most bond fans dislike because it's kind of a slow burning movie yep. the opening scene with the uh aston i think it's a dbs it's the greatest opening chase scene of all time it's at they rip the doors off the car they're going through tunnels in monaco and it's like you know why is that exciting why is ronin exciting it's because there's other shit on the road you don't have empty streets you have packed streets and there's trucks crashing and fires and driving the wrong way and doors flying off whereas in rome it just looks like a commercial like 
two cars quietly going through right. these streets and they made a little comedy routine out of one of them they hit a fiat and this but um you know so it's it, it it's uh it, it can be done um hard to do well yeah. it's very rare you know and, and again there's not a lot of great car there just aren't a lot of great car movies so so you mentioned you got a new podcast yeah well i'm i'm on uh, spikes car radio yeah and um, how many episodes in oh i mean they've been doing it forever i was it was actually funny so i was I, I was a guest i started as a guest and i just became a frequent guest and we were on air just like this and spike goes do you have your own podcast i go no i have a lot of pressure to do one he goes why don't you just join this one and then after the show i was like were you serious he goes yeah and so i joined and uh yeah it's the fifth Oh, sorry, the fourth uh, most downloaded automotive podcast in the world. Wow. So, yeah, it's great. Congrats, man. It's killer. So how many episodes it. have you done since it's oh, been like official? Oh, I don't know. A dozen. Okay, we do one so every week. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many. It's probably three, four or five months ago, something like that. It's, that's it's awesome. hard to tell time in the yeah. pandemic. You know what no, I mean? No, no, like, that's cool. I was just wondering <laughs> if you're like in production or you're doing it or you're already. Yeah. Been. Oh, yeah. We recorded one on uh, on Saturday and then um, this week I'm missing because I'm going to be out of town. But we, we already have a, you know, we have the next one set. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. So, so what's the, and then what, like, do you have a, I guess like, uh, when you go on these podcasts, are you, what's your like North star, right? Like, are you, do you want to educate people on cars? Do you want to, like, Spike show, Spike show is a comedy show, right? I mean, he's, he's a comedy writer and he's what I, I'll tell you what I love about yeah. doing this show, uh, the Spike show is that and i don't listen spike but i have like i have so much to learn from this guy because he's he's like he's so I mean, you know he, he he wrote for saturday night live he wrote for space ghost he wrote for letterman he was the head writer on seinfeld you know the soup nazi episode right if you go and take a tour of whatever studio did seinfeld the script on the set is the soup nazi episode open to the no soup for you page right Come i mean that's that's tv history right oh, i love that episode so yeah yeah that was the first that was the first episode he wrote and he tells the greatest story i heard him on some other podcasts telling the story they didn't think anything of it. It was just another episode. And he said him and Larry David sat there editing for three days. And at the end of the third day, Larry David goes, well, we did what we could. And he spikes like, great, I'm going to lose this job. And it was turned into this cultural phenomenon. So for me, it's great because I have so much to learn about like comedy from Spike. And also my, my show I did, I was the main guy for years, right? So it was just like it was the, 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 the focus was on me. This is Spike's show. So he runs the show. So I'm learning how to like lay back in the cut. Don't over talk. And I'll, you know, I'll hear an episode. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I was, I was talking too much. And I, I have this loud booming voice and I can overtake any conversation whenever I want to. But, and Spike's a quieter guy. I'm, I'm learning how to like be a second fiddle, but how important that second fiddle is. But it, it's really a comedy show where this guy's Zuckerman. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I think bass should be out in front, but <laughs> a bad example for me. But um, it's it's just you know, ostensibly it's about cars, but really we just we just make each other laugh. This other guy Zuckerman, like you know, I'll look at him and he gets this like evil glint in his eye, and I know it's going to be hysterical. And I've I've walked out of there like laughing for a week about some of the stuff we talk about. It's it's the funniest show, That's and awesome. and people are loving it. I mean, I went to a car event on uh, on Friday. And I had, I don't know, a dozen people come up to me. They're like, I heard the latest episode. It was hysterical. Like, I laughed. Though. I almost crashed my car. I was laughing so hard. So it's it's fun. That's It's awesome, really man. fun. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's great. And it's opening up all these new doors and different audience. And it's great. So it's really loving it. we always dreamed of. Oh. Like I, I used to have this dream. And one of the reasons like, I got into, I guess, film production was 
well, I, I thought, what do I, I got to get into something I'm excited about. And that's why I even looked into it. Honestly, I had no idea what it even was. Yeah. I called a friend, by the way, that I had heard years ago that was involved in production somehow. And I go, hey, man, like, how do I get involved? He's like, invest in a documentary, right? And I got access to the, to like, for like almost no money, by the way. It yeah. doesn't take a lot. No, not for documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Sure. And they're like, oh, yeah, come and watch. Just like Stephanie's going to come watch. And I met a lot of people and I learned and I was like, oh, that's how you fucking do a document. So you sit there, you ask, oh, interesting. And I see what they're looking for, how they're finding the angles and the DP coming in going, hey, let's get a shot here or whatever. You know what I mean? And that was it. And one thing led to another. I had no yeah. fucking idea, you know, why I was doing it or where it was going to lead me, you know, but. You know, yeah and, it, and again like with spike show i never really thought i'd do anything the pure comedy i mean again it's not pure comedy we do talk about cars but like you know the, the, he you know spike just finished writing a movie with seinfeld you know like right. he's, he's like he's that he's the the master comedian and you know spike makes him funny you know and and uh so like it's it's just this crazy thing i stumbled into yeah it's the, the i forgot yeah like one of the reasons I got into film production, I was saying now I remember it is sitting around the table, like the idea of sitting around the table, just brainstorming ideas, like reading script, you know what I mean? Uh, table reading and sitting around talking like this, right? With like a group of friends, essentially. And even as a kid, I remember with our friends, I don't know if you had that, we would sit around and start fucking talking shit like in college and oh going, yeah i do that with my radio my... show right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And sure it's like it came full circle we didn't realize that we actually should have taken it seriously maybe right and actually a lot of my friends and they might be listening would be way funnier podcasters than me and should be doing it but just didn't i guess whatever life took them in a different direction family jobs you know, not and risk. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their sure, own personal sure. risk tolerance. Right. Not everybody needs to like take a big chance and be poor for five years. Cause that's what I had to do too. Yeah. Like, I had to put my family at risk. It, it happens. I had to yeah. Ask yeah. My family, hey, like you did. I had a new family. Yeah. So I was easy. like, Hey, yeah, yeah, right. I was easy. like, Hey, like, you know, I'm going to be like on an adventure. I don't want to put you, but, and I had responsibilities. Yeah. But I decided that, I felt like if I didn't, I would just burn out and be even less useful to them. Right. Because I felt like I was holding on by a thread at my job. I felt like I wasn't giving my all and it's not right. And how long am I going to keep doing this? So it was like that feeling of I had to do it, but not everybody, you know, we all adapt. Right. If I had to feed my family, I would, I would go back to that job. No problem. I'll make the sure. best of it. Sure, I'll sure, have sure. conversations. It's no, no once no and you, you know right? this, right? Once you yeah. have a child, like, yeah, you know, they say everything changes. That's one of the things that changes. You will do whatever it takes, you know, and and uh, you know, and I, I, I turn down stuff every now and again because it threatens my day job. Right. And I, I, I like my day job a lot, and you know, but you know, opportunities show up, and it's like, I can't do it, right? I just can't do it, you know. Um, but you're it, but building it, toward that, and yeah, same here. Like, it, there's, there's gonna be a tipping point if you keep. If you have faith in following your authenticity, seriously, that is what it is. Like, it sounds corny, but you can't really be authentic unless you know who you are. So that's the first step. It took me forever to figure out what the fuck do I even want to do? Who even am I? What do I want to contribute to people? Because every job, you're you're helping people. Every job, right? If yeah, you're a yeah, restaurateur, yeah, yeah. you're serving somebody. Sure. If you're a writer, you're entertaining. If you're an athlete, you're entertaining. If whatever you're doing, you're 
serving people, how do you want to do that so you can feel as fulfilled as possible? Right. And right. and for me, what's what's I'm loving about this this spike show is that I'm doing I'm learning something new, which I haven't done in a long time. And and it's 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 really interesting to see the world through the eyes of a Hollywood veteran, a comedy veteran, because he's like, let me tell you what's actually funny. And, and, and like, you know, sometimes he'll pause the show. He's like, guys, you're fucking up. Here's don't do this. Here's why. And it's like, yeah, he's right. You know, and um, and it, it, it's it's great. It's just like just the way he thinks about things. I'm making Spike sound like this like monster genius. I mean, he's just a funny guy. But um, it's like I just would have never thought about it like right. that, you know. And um, <clears throat> the learning, like you said, yeah, it, it you, is. You, you're never gonna stop. Like this will take you somewhere else. You're never gonna just be the <coughs> same. Excuse forever, me. Yeah, yeah. Unless you just stop. But right. And so it's like it's a, it's a blast. Kind of yeah. And and it's like it's it's just so much fun. I, I love it. I just love it so much. Dude, it's, so it's, it's very, very cool. inspiring. Yeah, right? and I know and, a lot of people it happened, say it. But it happened again. Really... A happy accident where I I I always you know I was talking about earlier like never say no. Anyone who asks me to do a podcast, generally speaking, I do it. You know. Um, and I, I did spikes and then he was, we just, I just became a very frequent guest and he's like, why don't you join? And, uh, it was never really planned. I don't think, but it just, it worked out. And for whatever reason right now we're having great success and people are digging it. And it's like, it's, it's just so funny. And then if you haven't heard it, like this guy Zuckerman is just like a maniac. He's the funniest, one of the naturally funniest people I've ever, he's just crazy. You know, he's just he's just like cutthroat lawyer, and he's just hysterical, and um and and like I said, I mean, you know, it, I, I I and, and you know one of the I think reasons one of the ways I got set up to do this was there's this guy Matt Farah who's an interesting guy that I think would actually be a good guest for this show, um but he's the smoking tire, um and he has a very very successful podcast and I'm a guest on there a lot and we just do two hours and we just kind of get drunk and like talk about cars but we're, it's funny at the same time and i and i it, usually i find is even when i'm doing car videos I, I if i critique myself i'm i'm you know aside from being too fat i'm too cerebral you know i'm always like you know let's not laugh let's actually why this is why bentley's actually important you know and like you know oh and don't make fun of bentley owners but like think of the cars whereas with matt we just laugh and then with the spikes thing it's just it's really a comedy show and uh it is cool it's just great love it man well yeah. by the way anybody I'm kind of like you in that, like this, this podcast, it was just a leap of faith, man. Like I was, I always wanted to, I always want to hear people's stories. I always want to learn from, I'm like a people psychologist. Like I love understanding how people think. I love, sure, you know, learning from their stories so I can become a better player in this game because we're all very similar and I can't obviously have your experiences, man, because you're, you're there, I'm here. Right. So, you know, anybody you want to bring on here that you think it would just be a good vibe, just let me know. I man. think Farrah would be pretty cool. He's just got, to me, such an inspiring story because he's, he's, he's such a success at what he does. And he's, he's so naturally talented at it. Like, like probably 12 years ago, I did a video with him. And, you know, it's, it's one of those jokes where, you know, if, if you're ever behind the, you know, on the being filmed, you know, if you get on the first take, everyone's like, eh, one take Johnny, you know, but like Matt, just every time is one take. He actually has his, his video series is one takes and it's just him. He just talks and that's it. That's what he publishes. But he, he's just naturally skilled at it. And it's amazing to watch. I don't watch a lot of his videos, but I, I see it when we, 
podcast together. Um, yeah, and, I'm not a podcast watcher, by the way. No, I've I've never. I like I've, to live the podcast. I, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. I always tell people I've never actually listened to a car podcast. I'll go back these days once in a while to like something with Spike because I'll be like, you got to listen to this moments. So I got to like scroll through and find it. Right. The only podcast I listened to two in my life. I listened. One was about um, Watergate, and one was about the uh, the Lewinsky scandal. I forget the name of the podcast. And I just, I listen to Howard Stern, you know, I just, that's what I listen to when I right. want to hear people talking or I listen yeah. to music, you know, or, or CNBC. I like, you know, stocks fascinate me. Right. That's what's yeah. interesting. You don't have to listen to podcasts yeah. to be on a podcast. Well, and, and the other thing. Talking, telling stories. I, I, I was just telling this story yesterday. Like I don't, I don't watch car videos for a number of reasons, but I had this experience where I had this show head to head and I remember it was November and we were filming in November uh, and I'm emphasizing that because it's important, but we were doing the Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglio and we're in the car and I just made the joke like, yeah, yeah, we're in the Quadrifamaggio, you know, four cheese. So in uh, December, a Grand Tour episode came out where Jeremy Clarkson called the thing the Quadrifamaggio and then our video went live in January and I said Quadrifamaggio and everyone's like, you copied Clarkson. And even though there's no way to like really explain that to anyone who's watching, who's seen both videos, yeah. like... I know if I never watch another car video, I'm not guilty of stealing, right? right. I'm not guilty of that. I, you might accuse me of that, but you, it's a false accusation. Right. So that's, uh, that, when that happened, that was about, uh, that was like 2016. I'm like, all right, done. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to have that happen. So that's interesting you say that because it's not, I, I, I also don't want to taint myself. Like I don't really want, I, I do want to research things and learn, and I'm open to feedback always, right? I've sure, learned sure. to be open. I wasn't nah, always that, open, but that, uh, that's what I'm experiencing learned, yeah. with Spike now. It's yeah. like, it's, yeah, like, it's like great. You can always yeah. learn, man. I'm learning that. Like, I have a, you know, Troy is my partner, man. Uh, there aren't that many grown men I could co CEO with. Right, right. Because we get each other, we respect each other, but I also like go, wow, you're like, like, I'm, learn I'm learning all the time, and he's learning. Uh, and so I forgot where. I oh, I was that. saying that, you know, I don't want to like watch another car video because right. I'll, exactly, I'll, uh, man. I don't want to taint myself. Like, right. I do want right. to be open to other podcasts, but I don't want to taint myself. And I don't like researching my guests and I, people keep saying, well, you should. And I'm like, well, I do want to introduce them properly, but like, I just want to have a conversation like right. as if you came over, you're a guest. Oh, that's basically we're what we're doing dinner, with, we're with camera drinks. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I want to keep it that way. Cause that is my kind of, my brand is like just being authentic, I guess. Or right. Right. Whatever right. That right. Is. Right. And in that part, so I don't, and I want it that way. Cause it's also easier, man. Um, speaking of that, I just want to, like, I was, I'm just yeah. going to check the time. Cause yeah, my, my, it, my, my countdown timer Might is buzzing in my head. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. So. Good. Um, the authenticity, man. Like I was telling you, my my friend Alan, when I asked him, like you know how I should do it, how I should kind of like, you know, manage the podcast, what I should put out there, and you know, I think like when he said that, I started also filtering that in everything I did, and this is like in the last two weeks, and it's not like I feel like I was, I was trying to be authentic. I wasn't consciously always thinking, I wasn't always checking in on every decision. Like, hey, how should our labels look? Or what should should our cork be cork or fake cork? Right, and it's right. like, well, who are we? Like, we like real, like, let's lean that way. Let's make that decision, right? So I've been doing that. And he said in a way, he's like, you know, that should be your North Star. When you're not sure, should you post something? Should you do something? Should you say something? 
are you being authentic to yourself? Like, who are you? Like helping people. You like, like the podcast is all about helping people figure out who they are, not young and old, because I got a late start. You know, Josh, the way we met, he was hungry for this kind of stuff. Like, so, you know, we decided, hey, let's just put out whatever we talk about. Because if I, when I was younger, this hearing you could have significantly, if I liked you and believed you, which you, because we are, I feel having like a regular conversation as yeah, much as possible with yeah. big ass mics sticking in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people, there will be somebody that connects with that. And why not help the human race a little bit? Because I feel like when you don't find your passion, man, that is like a fucking, it's a prescription for disaster because then you feel bad about yourself. It's, it yeah, it builds so a lot of depression. Problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I appreciate your story and how even you admitting maybe like you have maybe even slight dyslexia, like, so what? Yeah. Who cares? Everyone's got some shit, right? That's not the point. Which thing are you willing to work hard at? Which one are you like, oh, I want to do that 10 hours a day? It's really that simple. And even if you're not, like you said, the greatest at it, okay, you'll be the fucking second fiddle which you can't have the first fiddle without the second right and and, and again though like or whatever like, like on like on like on the spike thing like you know as a comedy show like i don't think i'm funny enough to be first fiddle but i can play this secondary role very well it turns out you and know? you need a straight kind of guy with a sense of humor yeah to allow the person making the jokes and you know the, the other thing is i find it's not that you're not funny though i think no i to, i can be funny team, man you have three people so you know, you're going to be greater if everyone knows their authentic role without egos. Like, well, I can be funny, too. Yeah, you can. But, you know, if he's funnier, right, if he has that gift in that way, then be your who you are. Right. Right. And bounce off of each other. The other thing I'm finding, you know, it's funny. We're talking about, you know, learn, learning to know yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I am not... How do I put this? I'm, I'm, I would never be the first employee. I would be the second. I, I, I don't I don't come up with original ideas, but once given the opportunity, and if I'm in on the ground floor, I'm gonna run with whatever that initial idea is, and I'm gonna run harder and longer than everyone. Um, right. Like you know what I mean? Like so so I'm for a instance, good starter and not yeah. as good at that. So so for instance, like this show the show head to head that I was on. Um, you know the first episode I was I, it was my my boss Angus he hosted it. Um, but then, you know, and then we have this other thing we do, world's greatest drag race. He hosted the first one. He thought it up. I've hosted nine, uh, number two through number 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't think right. it up, but I'm, uh, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. I well, see how Steve this works. Jobs didn't invent the fucking smartphone either. Right, right, right. And, saying. and, uh, you know, so, so like with head to head, like, you know, he, he came up with the idea and he passed it on to me and then I filmed over a hundred episodes of it. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, and, and, the egg, man. yeah. Which and so like, important. like with, with, a, with a podcast, like, you know, like, yeah, I could have probably had my own podcast. It's, you know, it's not that hard to do, but joining spikes was a much better idea. I think long-term for me Dude. than, than starting my own. Cause I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't know. It's just, we, we, we've had, since I've joined, I feel like, and I, I, you know, according to spike that he has access to the numbers, like, you know, we've been very successful. So it's, it's good. So I'm not saying it just to agree, but from everything you said, it's definitely the, the sounds like the best decision, man. And a smart oh, decision. Great. Yeah. Right? Oh, and I you're love it. And I love yourself it. up. Even if you later go do your own podcast, you're going to have a even greater, you know, mono podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just learning. I, I'm with that. Like same with Troy. 
there's no way and Troy and I feel this way about each other so but I you know I don't want to speak for him there's no way I could be as successful without Troy honestly it's like it's a one plus one equals 11 situation when you have the right one one plus one equals 11 yeah because it's two strong ass individuals like a good marriage like a good marriage, one plus one equals eleven, not two. Man. Yeah, no, definitely. They, it's a, it's a cliche. It's, it's like being in a band, right? You it know, really like is because a band. they're when you're sick, they're helping you. When they're sick, you're helping them. When they need support, you it, it's it's not just you know it's exponential, right? So yeah. having a podcast with somebody that you can learn from, man, like I can learn from Troy, he can learn from me. We're just challenging each other every fucking day yeah and 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 like with spike's thing it's like you know again i'm learning a lot from spike but i'm i think i'm really learning a lot from this guy zuckerman because he's like he just you know for him it's it's he's just doing it for fun i think i don't know i've never talked to him about it i've never talked to either of these two about it that, that's the other thing there's no planning at all but a, we just show up that, and roll no script yeah and um but like he he's just he's so uninhibited and he's so naturally in like insane funny you know, and it's just like that's what I want, man. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. Right, right. Total, like to be uninhibited, to be themselves, even if they don't say it or act it. When they see people dancing for no reason, as long as they know there isn't like some other issue, but <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just dancing. Right. They're just like, oh, I like this song. No matter what, even if they're looking at them, like they're thinking, like, why can't, why can't I do that? Why are you doing that? And I. People want to be that way, man. Like when you see someone, that's why people want to watch Joe Rogan and 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 you and people that are natural in front of in front of they're having real conversations. Like wow, like everybody wants real, man. Especially now, right? The bullshit meter is right has never been better because people get so much content, content, content. They right, spot right, that right, shit right. right away. So when somebody's authentic, there's yeah, never been a, a better time way. to be authentic. You could be a lot. When there were three TV stations, <laughs> yeah. you could have some fake shit and people would be like, oh, I guess I'm That's watching what this. That's what it is. There's nothing else to but watch. But now yeah. they're like, fuck this guy. Right, right, Talking right. like fake. Like, I see through you. I saw you. You're doing this on your Instagram or whatever. You got to lean into who you are. Even if it's not good, if you think it's not good, fuck it. But I would, I would also argue that it's it's important to also, at least for me, to... Uh, you know, to, to open up new facets of yourself. So, yes. so, Learn, you know, I, change. I, I, I did, I've done this motor trend thing for 10 years and, you know, you know, sometimes the videos can be a little funny. Um, but it's like when you take a chance and do something new and like, again, like being on a, essentially a pon a comedy podcast, right? it's like, uh, it's great. It's like, oh, wow, I can really do this week in, week out, you know, right. and, it's, and, it, and, it, and it works and it's, Fuck, so it's, yeah, it's cool. I, I, it's cool. I, like, I love it. I can it's, it's a blast. Yeah. see why you're enjoying it. And, uh, oh, it's, yeah. You're talking it's, about cars. It's fun. It's not overly serious. Yeah, but it, it, and it's like, it's like hardly, yeah, right. at this point, it's hardly cars. I mean, we talk right. about cars, You're but that's hanging out. that's not the stuff that has us like laughing for a week afterwards right. and texting each other like, you know, a joke from the show. Right. Was, usually, is not about a car. Dude, it's about something amazing, else. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, any other? Like, I know I asked you, but I just curious. Yeah. Like, do you want to write a book? Are you like? Do you have like ten year yeah. visions where you are like, okay, I, I wish the podcast thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've mastered. Well, what I'm I just could. starting on this podcast thing, so I will see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd like to write a book. I I I I wrote some fiction books when I was younger, and nothing happened with them. And I'd they're they're probably absolutely horrible, but I'd like to like maybe two of them. 
that I, I could see pulling out and polishing and, and turning them into something. Um, I think I could uh, do some sort of TV or film writing. You know, I, I'd love to be involved uh, uh, with like a distillery at some point. I'd like to uh, something with cigars, you know, I don't know, you know something like that. Or, or maybe not even like with a distillery, but like write about whiskey, uh, write about cigars, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I have a lot of different ideas that I want to do. You know, awesome, so, man. Yeah. Well, definitely love to collaborate anyway, or if I can help. Yeah. You do what you need to do. Well, anyway. like I said, I'm dying to do this, this whiskey podcast of yours, you know, like that, Dude. that, that is something. Cause you know, we we're thinking to do it today, by the way, I talked to Troy and then today decided, wouldn't have been good. I no, couldn't drink that much exactly. today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were like, let's prepare. Yeah. But I did, I go, well, I'll bring some, these are bottles we got to explore by the way because we bought craft different craft brands that we like like yeah, troy yeah. loves stellum and really okay because i have a bottle like, i haven't opened it it's sitting there he loves it man. okay he well, said cool. he was shocked how good it was okay i'll check it out yeah um, and so but yeah we're like let's just do it the right way plus we're trying to get our liquid so we're yeah. kind of like it'd be cool if but it doesn't i think actually i don't want to wait for that i think as soon as we have I think we should, well, tell me when you want to do it. Because here's what I'm going to say. We were going to try to get some liquid, but you know what? It's not about Filmland. The, the podcast is right, right, the Filmland right. It doesn't podcast. matter. Right, right, right. It is me and Troy doing a podcast to promote, to talk about things we love, to invite people to drink. We're going to be sampling these. We don't, we're, we're not even, so now that I think about it, it's just a matter of deciding on the date and the location, but we could do it here. Yeah. I think we should do it. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I think we definitely that do it. That would be you know? so much fun, man. And yeah. If you want to bring somebody or maybe you want to be the first guest. I'd love to do that. Like yeah. And I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring some time, stuff, you yeah. know, and I can give my whole, right. my whole whiskey, my bourbon spiel, you know. Yeah, that, man. Yeah. And then I'll just, you know, watch and observe and, you know, kind of uh, appreciate the, the whiskey nerdiness happening in front of me between you and Troy. There and will be some I will nerdiness. Just quietly sit and try to learn at least ten yeah. percent of what you guys are talking and, about. And I, I miss this. So you know, I used to um, my uh, two things happened. So I, we used to we used to go and we like like four or five of us would get together and do some like serious. I don't want to say serious drinking in in terms of quantity, but like in, in terms of quality of what we were drinking. It was. You know, you could you could write a book about that, like the the quality of the stuff we were drinking. And then my one friend uh, moved to Florida, who really was like the driving force of that. And then my other friend sadly wound up dying. Um, and so I, I miss like sitting down and like right just drinking the whiskeys. You know, and I want to teach people. Yeah, that's yeah. How we're thinking well, that's what we were doing. Yeah. It was like my, yeah. my my one friend and I. We were cigar nerds, and my other friend was a you know real real whiskey expert. And we'd come together and we'd teach him about cigars and he'd teach us about bourbon and it was the best. Right. If it wasn't a podcast, we would just sit at, you know, yeah. at his house and do and it. Troy is actually, I mean, you, you met yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a nice radio voice. Yeah, well. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I, I, I think it'll work really well. It could be an interesting. Yeah, let's, you might let's the, check it out. The, maybe we need two nerds and, <laughs> and an idiot. I don't know. I don't know if I can join another podcast, but we'll oh, see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. We're happy with you. Just stopping Let, by Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. And talking and teaching people and teaching us. And uh, yeah, I'm shaking my head. Yes, but yes, for man. everyone out there in Radio Land, I'm shaking Fuck my head. Yes. yes, he's shaking his head. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm super pumped, man. Honestly, and I don't know if you need to go, but I, in case you do, we can always cut it out. 
I really appreciate you coming on. And even you coming on a random podcast you didn't know anything about, like, like I appreciate you just no, having I mean, the yeah. balls to you, jump on. You, you, I'm you, the same as you. Whoever, basically, all of our guests so far have just been, oh, you want to you be on the, whoever said yes came on. I didn't. Right. Whoever I would like talking to came on. So it, I love how it slowly builds. And I mean, you know, you are our, let's say, our first big name, let's say. Okay. Right? But it's not about that. Right, right, it's right. It's about it all happened organic. We met through a mutual friend. Yeah. That I, by the way, I'm just going to share this thought I had early on because I, I didn't want to interrupt you. You know, I know now why Bobby was like, when I started going off on... uh my philosophies. He's like, you need to you need to meet Johnny Lie Lieberman because you have that <laughs> podcast, right? I go, yeah. I think he went and watched like a clip, and then he called me back. Yeah, I, I talked to Johnny. You need to call Johnny. Like he needs to be on your podcast. You're gonna love each other. Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's like a yeah. He's a people chemist. I'm he is. Like no, he is. I know. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're gonna yeah. You need and I'm like, all right, cool. And I called you. Yeah. He's like, make sure talk. you call him today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it's funny, you know, cause I've, I've done, uh, a lot of podcasts and it, and it, it, it goes one of either two ways. One is, uh, we joke around and have fun or I tell my story and I, I, it's one of those things to me, it, it wasn't, it, it was never planned. I never thought about it, right. but, but you know, like people always say like, dude, that your story is so inspiring to so many people. Right. I'm like, it is, I know, you know, and I'm like, is, okay, dude. cool. Yeah. So I like sharing it and it's, you know, and it's, and, and again, if it can, if there's somebody sitting in a cubicle, like, you know, depressed and not knowing what's out there in life, like you don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't but have to. If you to love do that. the cubicle, I, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, sure. But if you don't love it, and if you like cars, just look into it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. You like eyelashes. Yeah. Go yeah, research yeah. the eyelash, in, eyelash industry. Sure. Break in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's always room at the top. You turns never out. Know. Turns right. out. Yeah. Who knew? There's room. There's room <laughs> for another podcast. Right. Like, you don't have to worry. Yeah, there's so many podcasts. It doesn't matter. If you're a podcast smurf, be a podcast smurf. Right. Don't right, worry. Right, right. Like, well, what? Well, I want to be an actor, but, you know, there's so many. Like, well, you love it for the art. Yeah, but there's so many actors. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. First of all, 90%, sorry, of the actors out there aren't really in their heart wanting to be in the art of acting. They want to right. be They're famous. Famous. Or, famous. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. That's yeah. okay, but maybe they can get famous a different there's, way. Yeah, there's a Kardashian way. That a, probably yeah. works better. And yeah. that's okay. It's a lot less work. Hey, yeah. marketing. Hey, yeah. But like, if you if you really love, you have to love the art to be like a Robert De Niro. Even yeah. though they're, all these famous actors, people don't realize, are fucking obsessed artists. They're oh. Obsessed. Yeah, obsessed. they don't stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like, just because they're famous and good looking, they're not doing it for the fame. It just kind of happened because they're fucking good at it. Right. And they live and breathe that shit. Like right. method acting, like no, becoming the character. I mean. And and look, you know, like people say to me uh, often, like, aren't you, don't you get bored of cars? I'm like, no, never, not for one second. Like I could literally talk about cars 24 hours a day. Wouldn't even right. be, wouldn't even be effort. I could do it. Um, and you know, like if you, if you look at my like Instagram account, you're like, all this guy does is drive McLarens and Lamborghinis. But you know, I wrote a minivan comparison the other week, you know, and it was fun to write, you know, and, right. and, 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 and I, I liked writing it, you know, and I, they're cars. It's fun to, for me to talk about cars. Right. Um, that said, you know, like it's, it's, if you're starting out, it's not going to be all 
Lamborghinis and McLarens. You get some, right. you know, but even like I, I just drove three pickup trucks the other day. I drove a pickup truck yesterday. I dro- also drove a McLaren, but I drove a Toyota Tacoma, you know. Right. So it's, 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 uh, you know, there's, there's still work and you, you got to be passionate about the work. Absolutely. And it really, it really helps. Yeah. But be in your area of passion, if at all possible. Yeah. Even if you're doing grunt work, at least be in sure. around people that sure. have similar interests. I, I worked with this guy, uh, Roadrunner, John. Uh, we call him Roadrunner. He was a PA, right? So, you know, if you, if you know anything about the movie business, like PAs kind of suck. Like right. your job is to have a walkie talkie on you at all times. When someone yells at you, 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 you get a trash bag. And I worked with a lot of PAs and they were all terrible because they all wanted to do something else. This guy wanted to be a PA. He was the best goddamn PA you've ever seen. Like you'd turn around, he'd be holding the duck, the, the gaff tape, you know, like he was just so pro at it. He's still a PA and he's happy. Right. You know, but most PAs were like, you know, working on their scripts or whatever. And they were, you know. But there are PAs out there yeah. sitting in a cubicle. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. should be PAs. Yeah, that sure. Never discovered the world of PAs. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but again, I've seen the opposite. Like I've, I remember this one guy. Oh my god, we called him Vape King because all he did was <laughs> sit there and vape. But I remember I was like, "Hey, dude, he had a sharpie on him." I'm like, "Can I borrow your sharpie?" And he's like, "Nah, man, that's like my sharpie." I'm like, I'm like, give me the fucking Sharpie because <laughs> you know, like I needed to write whatever I needed to write for the scene we're about to shoot. I had to write like some bullet points on something and tape it to a dashboard. And like, you know, uh, like we were out on a runway and I'm like, give me the fucking Sharpie, you know, and he's like, you got to give it back to me. I'm like, it's a Sharpie. Like, what? <laughs> you're a PA. Come on, man. But like this guy, John, he'd be like, what color do you want? Right. Like, you know, and like, so yeah, it's not like it's not in the guy's nature to be. Yeah. That I, yeah. 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 And I, I tell, I have a four year old and I tell that to my, my four year old all the time. Like, why does this person do that? I'm like, why does the snake bite? Snakes bite. You know, right. like that's like, learn what you do. You right. Know? Yeah. And learn who you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, telling yeah, yeah. you. They yeah. Are. And if someone asks you for a Sharpie, give them the fucking Sharpie. Give them the fucking Sharpie. <laughs> God damn it. He wouldn't give me the Sharpie. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And I remember I'm like, fire this guy. Right. Get him out of here. You know? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. Well, anyways. So do you... Do you want to keep going? Or I, wanna... I, this would probably be a great time uh, yeah, for me we, to go because let's it's, just do it's, it again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime, even anytime. wanting more, man. Always, always. Like, I'm down to keep going, but I don't want. I, you know, like I, I said, like, like this four is a good out for me. So this, why, is, this is yeah, good. Why ruin it now? Why? why <laughs> yeah, ruin it later. Saying yeah, some yeah. stupid <laughs> ass shit and really fucking up, right? Yeah, let's do it again, man. All right, yeah, I, totally. I love this. this yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, a little bit nervous about you coming because I wanted, you know, because you're like a professional. Ah, so on. I just appreciate how it's two guys and, and two microphones. And even when I stuttered, you're like right there to help me, man. I appreciate that. Right. Shit. My pleasure. My pleasure. I really, I'm kind of glad that happened because it was like, it showed that we're just, we don't know what we're doing. We're just fucking doing it, man. Yeah. yeah. Sharing our story and somebody out, dude, I just want to say like, I've had a handful of people. Even my little tiny, this is a tiny podcast. We haven't done anything, no marketing, no nothing. Come to me and say like, man, like, I, I love your podcast. I listen. You changed my life. I'm back wow, into music. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. kids, like my kids have been on. That's I've interviewed great. like 16 year olds. I got, you know, a lot of like younger people that have come on because I'm, I'm open, man. Like I talk to my kids very openly like this. Mm-hmm. So we have these conversations. But when you were telling me like, Cause I'm seeing you kind of you a little bit further down the road that you made that jump a little sooner. So it's inspirational. Cause I'm like, man, like I can see how you're still like 
I'm just fucking Johnny Lieberman, dude. Like, what the fuck? I'm a guy that was in the cubicle and decided, yeah. fuck it, I hey, had cars. Dude. But I, it worked. I, and I, now I, people are looking at you like, oh, my God. Like you said, your story's so inspirational. And yeah. All. And, and you're like, what's the big deal? But I, it is. Man. And, and, and you it, know, look, do, do I. It's a symbol do I, for a lot of people that want to get out of their situation. And yeah. And I, I'm lucky it. that I, I have the psychology that I do because right. I wasn't I wasn't afraid of failure. I was just waiting for an opportunity. But do I still feel like a fraud from time to time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember, I remember I was in the business, (laughs) I was in the business for nine years and this, this PR guy, he'll he'll remain nameless. But, uh, it was like, I'm like, Hey, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to Geneva with you guys next month. Right. And he just, you know, we'd been drinking or whatever. And he stops. He's like, who the fuck are you, man? Who like you, you came from nowhere. Then suddenly everyone's like, Oh, Johnny, this Johnny, leave him in that. Uh, Who the fuck are you? Why are you know, why am I taking you to Geneva? He was drunk, but it was like, I'm like, then, then, I think a lot of people would react like, oh no, he found me out. I'm a fraud. And I'm like, fuck you. You, that's right. You're taking me to Geneva. Like, like you better be taking me. Yes. You know, so that's just, I'm just wired that way. Like, again, anytime anyone's like, you don't belong here, it's like, oh yeah. Like, now I'm moving in. Unfortunately, not everyone has that. No, no, I'm wired that way. Yeah. You can still just just fake it. Just fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fake it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to, I posted this read like, it's okay to fake it. Totally. To Everyone's it. faking it. You're Everyone's not being, faking it. Don't, you're not being like fake to yourself. You're just faking the confidence. That's all. Like, dude, I have, just, I have, okay, I have I was friends. confident, what would I do? I would get up and go and just show up. I have <laughs> friends that are CEOs of billion dollar companies. And we, you know, when we get to talk and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how I got this job. If they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was winging it. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. Mm. No, but they'll, they'll be on CNBC <laughs> and they sound brilliant. They know what right. they're talking about. But, you know, we'll be having drinks and they're just like. <laughs> You know, like, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Because they're amazing storytellers. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, yeah. Stories yeah. with numbers and product yep. descriptions. Yep, 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 yep. And we're maybe better at the you know life stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyways, Brother, Rick, thank you, it man. Was super Appreciate fun. It. Yeah, absolutely. See you next time. See and you. on the whiskey podcast. Yes. All right, Johnny Lieberman, out. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.